The Chicago Blackhawks dropped their first of two consecutive meetings against the Dallas Stars. On today's episode, I'll break down their hard-fought 5-4 OT loss on Friday, as well as what the forward line should now look like with Taylor Radish on injured reserve, and also get into an update from the World Junior Championship as the United States moves to 4-0. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome on into another episode of Locked On Blackhawks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can go and give me a quick follow on X at Jack Bushman too. And make sure to also go and follow my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And also just a quick reminder, if you haven't done so already, please make sure to go and show some support here real quick. It really helps your boy out by smashing the like button, commenting down below and subscribing to the Lockdown Blackhawks YouTube channel, all of which is 100% free. It won't cost you anything. So please make sure to go and do all of that real quick. And also got to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by the Sleeper app, the go-to platform for daily fantasy sports. Right now, when you download the Sleeper app, make sure to use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps. And that way you can get up to a $100 match on your first deposit with Sleeper. All right. Good morning, everyone. As always, thank you all again for joining me on another episode of Locked On Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. First, let me just say Happy New Year's Eve to everyone out there. Hope you all have some uh, fun and exciting plans drawn up here for New Year's, although I know it's on Sunday this year, which is, I feel like, throwing everything off a little bit with Christmas being on a Monday Uh, Last week's work week felt a little bit odd. I'm sure it's going to be a similar feeling this upcoming week as well. But like I said, hope you all have some exciting and fun plans here for New Year's. Even if not, hey, then go and watch the Chicago Blackhawks take on the Dallas Stars for the second time in three nights here down in Dallas as they have a 7 p.m. Central Time puck drop on New Year's Eve. It seems like at least every year that I've been the host of this show, the Blackhawks have played on New Year's Eve. So if you got nothing going, go in flip on the Chicago Blackhawks as they try to split this uh, two-game mini-series down in Dallas. The first meeting, of course, I'll get into a preview of the second matchup here tonight uh, in just a little bit. Make sure to stay tuned for that. But getting into the first meeting between these two teams back on Friday night, kind of similar feeling as to the Blackhawks' last couple of losses prior to the holiday break is the Hawks wound up losing this one 5-4 to four in overtime. There was a lot of good, but there was also some bad stuff in between. And what really cost the Blackhawks was giving up four unanswered goals from the end of the first period to uh, the start of the third that really allowed the Stars to get momentum in their favor. And that's what kind of felt similar to that game uh, just over a week ago against the Montreal Canadiens where the Hawks gave up five, five unanswered. And same story with the dreadful loss to the St. Louis Blues on the 23rd. Hawks had it going on up five to two going into the third period. Then they go and give up five unanswered to lose that one as they fall right on their faces. This was kind of similar because the Blackhawks got out to a nice two to nothing lead in this one. Tyler Johnson with an early goal 
Uh, Cole Gutman with his third of the season puts them ahead two to nothing early on in the first period, but the second period woes continue to be an issue for the Blackhawks. Uh, let the Stars go and cut their lead in half and then give up two goals in 20 seconds to fall behind three to two. Another goal added by the Stars early on in the third period. And all of a sudden it was like, well, here the Blackhawks are in the, you know, looking a two goal deficit right in the face, despite having a two goal deficit earlier of their own. So it's just the consistency factor that we've been talking about all season long from period to period, uh, game to game. It's been a struggle for the Blackhawks and those are kind of the signs of a bad and inexperienced team, which the Blackhawks are dealing with right now. But at the same point in time, the one thing I will say is if the Blackhawks are going to be losing games, which we certainly expect them to do the rest of the way, the very least that they can do, and all we really ask for as fans, knowing that they're going to be a losing team, is at least make things interesting. And this game was interesting. It was entertaining. It was a fun game to watch on a Friday night. Good back and forth hockey. Blackhawks showed some good fight, some good resiliency, which despite all their losses this year, we have seen some good resiliency from them, especially against some superb teams in the NHL. For whatever reason, it kind of feels like the Blackhawks play to the level of their competition, whether they're playing some of the better teams in the NHL. They've shown that they're capable of beating them, but at the same point in time, they've shown they're absolutely susceptible to losing to the worst teams in the NHL as well. Hence a uh, 8-1 to one loss to the Arizona Coyotes earlier this year. I think there was a 7-1 loss maybe to the Seattle Kraken in there as well. There have been some ugly losses, but when the Blackhawks make games entertaining and fun like this, I think as a fan, we we can kind of live with it. And as someone who, you know, hosts a show daily breaking down the Blackhawks, these games are a lot more fun to break down when there are actually some bright spots. And we can talk about what went wrong instead of the Blackhawks just getting slaughtered and losing 5-1 to one and having the same conversation over and over again. No, there was still a lot of good, but just another costly kind of 20-minute stretch, if you will, is what wound up uh, biting the Blackhawks in the butt a little bit, but still a lot of good performances. And like I mentioned, a lot of good resiliency. The Blackhawks in the third period, down four or two early, but they never quit. They got a big goal uh, out of Jason Dickinson, who just continues to be an absolute certified goal scorer. Now has three tucks in his last four games, 12 goals on the season, which is a career high. Uh, and then Tyler Johnson, a huge power play goal by the Blackhawks as well, late in the third period to go and tie this up. The man advantage has been much, much better over the last couple of weeks, which has been much, much needed to help out this offense that struggled all season long. Tyler Johnson with the two-goal night, picking up his uh, eighth and ninth tallies of the season. He also has three goals in the last four games, just like Jason Dickinson. So good fight by the Blackhawks to get this one into overtime. They almost wound up getting it into a shootout despite being dominated for a majority of the three-on-three period, but... Peter Morazic could only do so much for so long before the Stars wound up putting home the game winner with 5.9 seconds left. But love to see the Blackhawks never give up down the stretch and claw their way to at least one point here. Yeah, it would have been nice to get two, but I think there is at least still something that the Blackhawks can hang their hats on in that locker room knowing, you know, against one of the best teams in the NHL and a team that's known for their defensive resiliency and what they can do in net with Jake Ottinger, even though Scott Wedgwood was the one getting the start. I think it's still can be used as a motivation factor for the Blackhawks moving forward that, hey, with their backs against the wall in the third period against a really good defensive bunch, they found a way to go and put two goals in late to go and 
get this thing into overtime. So like I said, these are the losses that we can kind of tolerate a little bit more as Blackhawks fans um, when they do a lot of positive stuff and have a lot of good moments throughout the course of the game. Or do we expect them to be consistently beating teams like the Dallas Stars? No, but if they can show at least they have the fight and uh, the tenacity to hang with them throughout the course of the game, that's something that we can at least be proud of. And this group can kind of, uh, like I said, hang their hats on moving forward. But kind of talking about some of the other performances that stood out to me from this 5-4 loss from the Blackhawks on Friday night. I mentioned Tyler Johnson. He had a two-point night, uh, led the Blackhawks with five shots on goal. Jason Dickinson was great, but how about the fourth line of Lucas Reichel, Cole Gutman, and Mackenzie Entwistle? Nice to see Reichel pick up an early point in this one with a primary assist to set up uh, Cole Gutman on his third goal of the season. That one had to feel good for Reichel, and it's kind of getting to this point, and I completely disagree with this mentality of how the Blackhawks are handling him, by the way, but feels like we're getting to a point where Luke Richardson, it's like, Lucas Reichel has to get a point down in the bottom six for him to get an opportunity in the top six. To me, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it feels like that's where we're at with Lucas Reichel. So by having a really solid performance on Friday and picking up a primary apple on Gutman's goal, maybe that allows him to jump back up into a uh, top six opportunity here tonight, especially with Taylor Radish now being out of the lineup. Like I mentioned off the top, I'll be breaking all that down here in just a second in segment two. Also got to give a shout out to Cole Gutman though, one of his better performances of the season. And whenever a guy like Gutman, who despite being recalled has kind of been in and out of the lineup, it's nice to see him make the most of an opportunity when he gets a shot to play like this one. Uh, He had a really solid game and made the most of his 12 minutes and 40 seconds of time on ice, not only with his, Third tuck of the season, but also a very nice primary assist on Jason Dickinson's goal. Entered the offensive zone with speed and then danced through some defenders to corral the loose puck and set up Dickinson for that one-timer in the high slot. So hopefully Gutman and Reichel can kind of carry that momentum, not only over into tonight's game, but moving forward into the start of the new calendar year. Alex Vlasic on the back end has just been an absolute stud since returning from injury, Blackhawks fans. Despite the Hawks giving up five goals in this one, the top pairing of Alex Vlasic and Connor Murphy were both plus three on the night. Vlasic added an assist, five block shots, and was plus three in a team-high 25 minutes and 32 seconds of time on ice. And I also believe, if I read this right from Ben Pope, I probably should have done this homework myself, but he now has five assists in his last eight games. So his puck movement has been great going from the defensive zone to the offensive zone, maybe even been a bit underrated so far this season. And that might be because how good he's been defensively at disrupting plays with that long reach of his uh, making confident reads in the defensive zone. I feel like I've been saying this all year long, but Alex Vlasic continues to be the Blackhawks sharpest defenseman this season as a rookie, which is Uh, Very impressive in and alone of itself. And then I also want to give a shout out to Anthony Beauvillier, who has been a nice little piece since the Blackhawks acquired him from the Vancouver Canucks. Now has six assists, uh, six points, excuse me, in 13 games since joining Chicago after picking up an assist in this one. And a couple of things that I like about Beauvillier, even though I feel like the numbers have gone under the radar a little bit, he puts the puck on the net with a purpose and he loves to drive the net. He goes to those dirty areas. I believe both of his goals with the Blackhawks have come via redirect and he now has points in three consecutive games. So I think he plays the way a lot of Blackhawks forwards, they need to replicate that just simple putting pucks on that 
I thought Cole Gutman did a really good job of that in Friday's game as well. I think there's a lot that other Blackhawks forwards, especially the young ones, can take away from Anthony Beauvillier's mentality. He's not trying to do anything fancy out there. He's just playing a simple game, getting pucks on net, and driving to the cage with a purpose. So shout out to Anthony Beauvillier for quietly being a nice addition in a couple of different roles on the second line, on the top line, on the fourth line, since the Blackhawks acquired him from the Vancouver Canucks. All right, there are my thoughts from the Blackhawks' hard-fought OT loss against the Stars on Friday. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into a preview of the second meeting between these two teams in three days and what I think the forward line should look like for New Year's Eve's matchup. But first, I need to talk to you all about Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Connor Bedard could be scoring 40 goals during his rookie season, and it looks like he could be on his way to the Calder Trophy, and you could be winning big playing alongside him at Daily Fantasy Hockey with Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. And Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports, especially Daily Fantasy Hockey, because with Sleeper, you have the chance to win a hundred times your cash in Daily Fantasy contests. And all you have to do is simply pick whether studs like Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid, or Connor Bedard will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for goals, assists, points, shots on goal, and more in any given game. And again, Sleeper offers you the chance to win a hundred times your cash in Daily Fantasy action. So pay attention, make the correct picks, and you could be winning real big. And right now, you can also go and use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps to get up to an $100 match on your first deposit with Sleeper. Again, that's promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps, and you can go and see Sleeper's terms of use right now for more details. All right, back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. The Blackhawks face off with the Dallas Stars for the second time in the last three days here on New Year's Eve. That's a 7 p.m. Central Time puck drop, and you can catch all of the action of the Blackhawks' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. All you have to do is search Blackhawks. Segment two, let's talk about what we could see out of the Blackhawks tonight when they face off with the Stars for the second time in three days down in Dallas. First, though, I do want to mention Taylor Radish is the latest member of the Blackhawks to get bit by the injury bug as the Hawks officially placed him on injured reserve yesterday after he was forced to leave Friday's game early with a left groin strain. And what was kind of interesting was there was nothing in particular that looked odd or looked like it could have caused this injury for Taylor Radish other than a little bit of like a weird stride when rounding the corner and going behind the stars net it was like it kind of turned a little bit awkwardly but it didn't look like it was anything too serious but nonetheless wasn't able to return for the Hawks in the final 40 minutes and now we know he is out for officially a week at least after being placed on injured reserve Uh, another top six spot going to be opened up for the Blackhawks which is just so unfortunate even though Taylor Radish has kind of been up and down, hit or miss. It's been inconsistent for him this year. It's still another tough loss. And when you go and look at who the Blackhawks have on injured reserve right now, it's it's pretty tough, man. Seth Jones, Taylor Hall, Andreas Athanasiu, Taylor Radish, and Joey Anderson all on injured reserve for the Blackhawks right now. Times be tough, Blackhawks fans. But as a result of Radish going on injured reserve, now being out for at least a week, like I mentioned, Boris Kachuk is the one who has been recalled from the Rockford Ice Hogs, kind of on an emergency basis just to give the Blackhawks a 13th forward during their road trip. And I actually like seeing Kachuk back up after a little bit of a small stint in Rockford where 
He had five points in six games, four goals or three goals and four goals and one assist. Maybe it was, I want to say either way, pretty effective, small stint for Kachuk back down in Rockford. And maybe that gives him a little bit of juice and motivation to come back up here and play with a purpose, knowing he has to make the most of this chance in order to uh, crack the NHL roster once again for a permanent role. But it's starting to get real tough for the Blackhawks. Whenever it seems like they're getting in a groove or getting things settled or getting guys back, another player ends up going and biting the dust. Hopefully it'll be a quick return here for Taylor Radish. But with Taylor Radish out of the lineup, that means there's another top six spot open. And I feel like there's a pretty good opportunity that, uh, or a pretty good chance, I should say, that head coach Luke Richardson hits the blender with the forward lines ahead of the second meeting with the Dallas Stars. So with that being the case, I think this is a good chance for me to discuss what I think the Blackhawks forward line should look like at this point in time. If you've been watching the show regularly these last few weeks, you know uh, I have kind of a, um, I don't want to say a disdain, but I have a idea of what these forward lines need to look like. And I don't think Luke Richardson has been feeling the same way about it, particularly with Lucas Reichel being in the bottom six. But now with Radish out and Reichel coming off of a good game on Friday night, I I don't see how you don't put him in the top six, unless maybe you want to keep him uh, working well with Cole Gutman. Still, I I just think you got to give Lucas Reichel more of an opportunity, six, seven, eight minutes a game. It isn't going to cut it. Even when he's struggling, he just needs more of an opportunity. I don't know how he's going to prove himself if he's skating six or seven minutes a game. So for me, I don't know what more needs to happen for Lucas Reichel to get into the top six. It's pretty ridiculous at this point in time, but uh, I also think there's an opportunity for him to get back up on the top line after Bedard, Felino, and Khrushchev were pretty quiet on Friday night. They didn't find the back of the net once as a trio and were on the ice for three goals against. So I have two kind of options here. One is if Richardson wants to keep Felino, Bedard, and Khrushchev together, I feel like the second line could be Uh, Anthony Beauvillier, Jason Dickinson, and Tyler Johnson. After Radish went out, I thought it was noteworthy to see who Richardson was trying to keep together, and it seemed like he liked Anthony Beauvillier and Tyler Johnson out there at the same time. So I think it would make sense to have Jason Dickinson centering them, and that would leave Lucas Reichel and Cole Gutman still together on the third line, just instead of Mackenzie Entwistle. You can go and have Ryan Donato out there, and then on the fourth line, you can put together Reese Johnson, Mackenzie Entwistle, and Colin Blackwell. And I think even though Kachuk was recalled, I think you want Reese Johnson in the lineup here tonight as this game could get a little chippy with it being the second meeting in three days between these division foes. I think you want a guy like Reese Johnson in the lineup there tonight. So that's what I would go with if you're Richardson wanting to keep that top line together of Bedard, Felino, and Kurashev. If you're okay with mixing them up, then this is what I personally would go with in terms of the forward group. I'd have Lucas Reichel up there with Connor Bedard and Philip Kurashev. Give him top line opportunities. That's what he's needing right now. And I think it's the best thing to help him aid in his development. Then you can still keep together the trio of Anthony Beauvillier, Jason Dickinson, and Tyler Johnson on the second line. The third line, you can go with Nick Foligno, Cole Gutman as the third line center down the middle, and Colin Blackwell. I think that gives you a little bit of everything on that third line. And then you can also have... Uh, Boris Kachuk, Mackenzie Entwistle, and Reese, or Ryan Donato, excuse me, Mackenzie Entwistle, and of uh, Reese Johnson down there on the fourth line. So those are the two options that I would personally go with out of the forward group. The biggest thing, though, is give Lucas Reichel the opportunities that he needs to be getting right now. And then on the back end, um, 
if Nikita Zaitsev is healthy enough to go, he's got to be in the lineup for Jared Snorty this evening. Jared Snorty was a minus three in this game on the second pairing with Isaac Phillips, the game on Friday, I should say. And he truly earned that minus three. I mean, played a pivotal role in the stars scoring all three of those goals. And at this point in time, man, this is kind of what I've been saying all year. There's no way when everyone's healthy on the back end for the Blackhawks, which, you know, could be never. Um, but whenever Seth Jones returns, there's no way that Isaac Phillips should be sitting or even be in Rockford behind guys like Jared Tenorti and Nikita Zaitsev. And I get it. Jared Tenorti was a good pro last year. He stepped up and blocked shots and earned that one-year contract. But now he's just he's just hurting this Blackhawks defense. The last couple of losses against Montreal and, and St. Louis, he was bad in those third periods, took penalties in the third period in both of those games, got walked a couple of times in this game on Friday against Dallas. He's hurting this Blackhawks team more than he's helping them. And I know right now they kind of don't got a choice but to play him. Um, Nikita Zaitsev's healthy. You got to get him back in the lineup over Jared Tenorti. And I just don't think there's the need for both of those guys unless the Blackhawks are dealing with injury issues. Right now they are, so I understand it. But Isaac Phillips better be an NHL or one Seth Jones is, is returning because there is no way, there is no world in which he's worse than Nikita Zaitsev and Jared Tenorti. So we'll see if Zaitsev is healthy enough to go in this one. He missed Friday's game due to an illness, but if he's capable of going back in, uh, they got to get Jared Tenorti out after the struggle fest that he had on Friday night. And then in that, Peter Morazic going to make his third consecutive start with the Blackhawks. Like I mentioned on the last show, I think with Arvid Soderblom's issues, the Blackhawks have no other choice but to kind of ride Peter Morazic a little bit more consistently here because it's just been such a hard time for Arvid Soderblom. And Richardson even said he just needs to spend some more time practicing with Jimmy Waite. So as a result of that, Peter Morazic is going to be the workhorse for the Blackhawks the next couple of weeks, which isn't the worst thing in the world considering he's been kind of standing on his head on a nightly basis and consistently giving the Blackhawks an opportunity to hang in ball, ball games. And that's kind of, again, all we can ask for as fans at this point in time, given the roster situation. All right, folks, there are my th final thoughts ahead of tonight's meeting with the Dallas Stars. Coming up in just a moment, I still have to get into a recap of the United States' impressive 10-2 win over Slovakia this morning. But first, I need to talk to you all about AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I gave AG1 a try, and now I drink it literally every day because I was just so tired of taking so many supplements, and I wanted a single solution that supports my entire body and covers my basis every single day. And all I do is drink AG1 right in the morning before working out or before I'm recording a show or even if I'm just going to work because it makes me feel unstoppable, like I'm ready to go and I've covered all of my nutritional basis. And thanks to AG1, covering my basis has never been easier. I just mix one small scoop with water and drink it first thing in the morning. And I also like it because it costs less than $3 per day, which is such a cheapy, cheap and easy way to invest in both your health and your body. And if a comprehensive solution is what you need, then go and try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do to take advantage of this is go to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. Again, that's drinkag1.com slash NHL network to check it out right now. 
back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure to go and smash the like button, comment down below, and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. And also, make sure to go and check out the new Lockdown Sports today because Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, segment three, real quick before I wrap things up, big reason why I'm up early here this morning getting the episode out is because I was tuning into the United States and Slovakia facing off with one another at the 2024 World Junior Championship. Both teams 3-0-0 entering this matchup, playing for a chance at the top seed in the group heading into the elimination round. A really big matchup at the top of the group, but an interesting choice from Slovakia prior to puck drop as Blackhawks goaltender prospect and the first goalie off the board in the 2023 NHL draft Adam Guyan did not get the start here for Slovakia as they elected to rest him ahead of the elimination round, even though they had to go, they had an opportunity to go and clinch the number one spot in the group. The Slovaks elected to go with their backup to rest up Guyan for the medal round, which I kind of understand, but at the same point in time, thought this would have been a huge opportunity for Slovakia to make a statement and to go and beat the United States for the second consecutive year in the world juniors. And they wound up getting smoked. So to me, this wound up being the wrong decision for the Slovaks, but we'll see if it winds up, winds up working up in the end as the United States remains undefeated. They moved to four Oh and Oh with a whopping 10 to two win over the Slovaks this morning. Although when you look at the final score, you think blowout, that wasn't the case for most of this one through two periods. The United States were actually only up two to one through 38 minutes of play before kind of figuring things out late and uh, really pulling away and making it ugly in the third period. But still uh, a nice solid win for the United States to go undefeated during the preliminary round. Uh, All four Blackhawks prospects on the United States wound up finding their way on the stat sheet. Do want to mention as well, Oliver Moore received a bump up in the lineup as the United States were without Jimmy Snuggerud in this game. He's been playing on the uh, top line for the United States so far in the tournament. Moore jumped up in that spot, getting a chance to play with Cutter Gauthier and Rucker McGrordy in this one. McGrordy wound up picking up the hat trick and Oliver Moore picked up a primary assist on the opening goal of the game, the first of three today by McGrory, driving the net with a purpose, utilizing his speed. And I'll tell you what, Blackhawks fans, based on what I've seen from Oliver Moore so far, I don't think he's been deserving of the 13th forward spot. I think he has been better. It's just a really deep forward group for the red, white, and blue, but uh, could be a chance that Oliver Moore gets more playing time, even with Snuguru coming back based on uh, how well he's played when given an opportunity. Sam Renzel stayed on the third defensive pairing. Gavin Hayes remained on the fourth line. Uh, Frank Nazar continued to center the second line with Isaac Howard and Gavin Brindley. Both Renzel and Gavin Hayes actually picked up assists on Zeev Buim's uh, goal to put the United States ahead 2-1. to one. Good play by Hayes to drive the net with a purpose, but he actually wound up getting ejected in this game for 
uh, kneeing. So his night, unfortunately, was cut a little bit short, but I liked what I saw out of Hayes prior to that. Those were the lone points from Hayes and Renzel in this game. And the main talking point in terms of Blackhawks prospects for the United States continues to be Frank the Tank Nazar, baby. A full-blown dish display during the World Junior Championship. Picked up another two assists in this win for the United States. One primary setting up Isaac Howard for another beautiful goal. Ike had two goals today. Uh, Gavin Brindley wound up finding the back of the net as well. That trio has been magnificent for the United States. And Frank Nazar is having himself an entire uh, a heck of a tournament. Now has eight assists so far at the World Juniors. And I'll tell you what, he's within striking distance of the, uh, all, the United States all-time record for most assists in one World Junior that was set by Doug Waite with 14. He's actually the only one to record more than 11 in a single tournament, but Nazar is getting pretty close there with eight already on the tournament before hitting the medal rounds. Good opportunity for him. He continues to be not only for the United States, but just one of the bright spots of the entire tournament thus far, setting up guys left and right, eight apples on the tournament for Frank Nazar. He has been a beast. Will be fun to see him kind of continue to uh, push for those United States record. He's already top 10 all time for most assists in one tournament with eight. So the United States, perfect 4-0-0 with this win over Slovakia. Heading into the elimination round, not sure who they're going to be playing or when it's going to be happening at this point in time, but it's been a very fun tournament to keep an eye on thus far, and it's only going to get more exciting with the stakes, the intensity, the energy, and all of that being ramped up with elimination now coming into play. Really good stuff from all six of these Blackhawks prospects. Should be fun keeping alongside them here in the final couple days of the World Junior Championship. All right, Blackhawks fans, that is going to wrap up today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, thank you all again for tuning into the show and be sure to go and follow Locked On Blackhawks right now for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast and to go and subscribe to the Locked On Blackhawks YouTube channel and that way you can get the latest episode as soon as it becomes available each and every day. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Go and give me a follow on X at Jack Bushman too. And be sure to go and follow my Strictly Blackhawks account as well at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until the first episode of 2024, everyone have a safe, fun, and happy new year. Go Hawks and see if they can pick up a nice win tonight over the stars. Everyone enjoy your evening. I'll catch you on the next episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.